home. This is in your life, and uh, we're talking about you know you uh, about your needs. Uh, put away your needs first. Then he make it at the end of it say, well, one thing is that seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Then all these things shall come. So, but now we believe we don't want to instead of, instead of going that that that's the, that's the truth. Instead of going, walking that truth, that you, first of all, the first thing you do is to seek God and His righteousness. See the kingdom. You must see the kingdom, the righteousness of the kingdom. The kingdom has a principle. How do we the kingdom, How do you walk in the kingdom? How do you, how do you behave? Very important. Um, first, uh, first John said, um, I wish above it that you should be prosper being head, even as your soul prosper. So many a time, I see many brethren, they said they're prospering. I'm not a fault because of the, because of the, what I, but the wet or they came, they, they are devoted for the truth. Why? Because to me, I really like because. He was, he was he prospering. I mean, he, did he prosper even as his soul prosper? His soul is not prospering, but he, he prospered physically. If, you, if your soul prosper and then you prosper from that, you will not fall. Are, are you getting this? So he said, I wish above what that you prosper and be in hell, even as your soul, even as your soul prosper. So if your soul is prospering and you really prosper and there's prosperity coming that way, everything, everything comes, you will not fall. Because you are walking the line, because your flow is already prospering. Because the assault is not prospering, though you prosper because you will fall. But you see, so Jesus made a clear say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. See the kingdom first. And his righteousness. The kingdom, then then his righteousness. That was said there's a principle of the kingdom. Amen. It's a principle of the kingdom. So you just come and you know, it's a principle. Praise the name of the Lord. Then that's that what's true. That believer, the born again, it was in, from the uh, congregation, whatever they are, the way they are taught, everything. There are so many things missing. Some of them just from nowhere and became a pastor or became a leader, and it, because it's not well grounded, so he will fall. The devil will just come and give you, you know. So that's what Paul was saying in Timothy. So he said, a, a pastor. I mean a. A, a pastor, a bishop, so must have some. It must be grounded. It must not be a, 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 a novice, a, okay? Because the devil will come and dazzle you. I mean, the devil will dazzle you. So you dazzle things on your face, and we brush your vision. You just look at the year and you're carried away because the real thing is there. So you must. That's why number one thing. One thing I want to say again. That number one thing that when you are born again, God, Bible says God sealed you with the Holy Ghost of promise. He put the Holy Ghost there. You know you cannot live that life without the Holy Spirit. You cannot live it. That's where we are meeting mistakes. We don't even know the Holy Spirit. He said he shall come. He shall teach you all things. He shall lead you. And remind you of those things I have taught you. Eh? I show you the way. So you are not going without the Holy Spirit. How can you do it? The Christian life is a supernatural life. It's a supernatural life. You cannot order it, but cannot live it. It's not possible. It's not possible to live it. So you need the Holy Spirit. Okay, then it was the Holy Spirit will open your eyes. When Paul was pray, praying in Ephesians chapter 1, he said that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of it that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Amen. Is the Holy God will open your eyes to show you, to teach you the truth. He teach you the truth about Jesus. Jesus said, We talk about me. We teach you about the truth of Jesus. When you have a revelation of Jesus Christ, 
That's what revelation is about. Revelation of Jesus. All about is all the, everything about God is about the revelation of Jesus Christ. If you know him, you will know it. If you know him, I feel it, I walk in truth. It's so important. So on the notion, you're born again. You be, have to be grounded. You have to be grounded. When you look at this in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, I mean, Ephesians chapter yes, it's a way possible about the armor of God. The armor of God. Chapter 6, a bit. Paul was saying, finally, my brethren. Finally, I have to tell you something very important. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. Why? Because you are fighting with who? I don't fasting. It's not a physical battle. You are fasting with what? Spirit, spirits. Amen. I named the hierarchy. Then he said, after I do everything, you were able to, when you know the truth, you were able to fight and stand. Then begin to name those, those, those armor. Truth. Guide your loins with truth. Eh? Breastplate of righteousness. Uh, share your feet with the God of peace. Let me ask you something that, that gospel of peace. When I got born again, I think what helped me was that I was preaching the gospel. I don't meet you, if you don't know Christ, I'll tell you about I will tell you about Jesus. I will, I will follow you until you get to know about Jesus. I think that saved my life. That, that was one of the things that kept me. Why? Because when I tell you about Jesus, I, will not, I, will not, I, want to be, I don't want to behave in your presence. Hello? Hello? I don't want to, you know, I have talked to you about Christ. And so to, when, I'm, when I'm walking now, if you look at me, I want to make sure I do what I speak of. I talk, I, very important. So that kept me. Are you going to now? Okay, for example, like, like, like uh, opposite said, the female, most of the people are women were girls. So I would tell you about God, you have to live with God and eschew uh, uh, fornication and all this. And all this. So I will announce, <laughs> amen, are you going to remember? So those, those were things that kept me, I'm telling you that way. So that's why I say, see, that's one of the armor. As you know this truth, you begin to preach the truth. You begin to share the truth. As you're doing that, then you, I mean, uh, how do I call it? You also open your eyes too. As you are preaching the gospel, you begin to understand it more and more. As you are doing that, only God begins to open, open your eyes more and more to preach the gospel. Amen? Amen. Um, then, the, the, that thing said, the seed of faith. He <laughs> said, to thwart what? Every dart of the enemy. Very important. The seed of faith is to thwart every dart of the enemy. That's why I say, by faith. That we said something, I said, faith was not, they, they are not really thinking, I mean, this place, this place, we taught faith for almost one year. Right? But I said, ah, you know, you're finished. I said, wait a minute, what are you going to talk about? They said, faith, we're talking about faith. Amen. Until one day, I, Galatians 2, verse 20 said, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not I, but Christ liveth in me. That the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave his life for me. Amen. Amen. So look, like I said, that faith, said, I see that faith, is that faith, when they know that faith is life of God. Faith is life of God. So that's why it said in Hebrew that, except you have faith, you cannot please God. So, except you have the life of Christ, you can never please God. That's the only life that has pleased God. Amen. So, you must have that faith that will make you please God. 
Are you, are you getting this? So, so, there are things, you see, from the scripture of, when you, when you, most of the episodes of Paul, he said those things, like, when I said the armor of God, see those things, when you name them out, he said the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, and their prayer. The, there are seven armor, seven, this thing I blend there, five are for, the, are defensive. Five are defensive weapon. Then the two are what? Offensive weapon. Now, in a boxing, I found out that in the boxing, when you are always defending, they will get you somehow. Somehow, somehow you beat up and they will just get you. But if you are attacking, <laughs> it is a more attacking that will make you make every way. So, everywhere, so if you are attacking, you get around, they are attacking. If you are only defending, 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 they will even football, like you said, defending, defending, after you go and go. And that's the end. Amen? But when you are attacking, so what poison are that? Those five weapons, uh, seven weapons, three, I mean five are defensive. Seed of faith, um, I mean, breastplate of righteousness, uh, truth, helmet of salvation. Then the, the other one says, the word, the, it says the word of God, which is the word of the spirit. The word of God is the spirit. You just can't say the word of the spirit, they are spirit and they are, they are life. The word of God is not just so the Bible people don't even know for that, but somebody says, ah, the Bible, you know, ah, somebody tell me, he said, you are a Christian, he said, Bible is just the Bible. Ah, you say what? You don't know what you're talking about. Amen. That's the sword of the spirit. That's the word of God. The Bible says, the word of God is quick and powerful, active, alive. Shabbat 92 is just sword. Piercing to the divided asunder of the soul and of the spirit and of the joints. And of the marrow, and it's a designer of the intents and the thoughts of the heart. So you you, you got to check those words. See those words, and you're just talking. It's the word of God. When you look at it, take that word and look at it. The word of God, it breaks and binds. It pierces. It gets to every realm. That is God Himself. The word of God is what? It's God Himself. Amen. The word of God is God Himself. Praise God. So my brethren, um. The, few, the little thing I have prayed about God, my small life with God is that, little life is that there's two things. That, like I just said, that you, as, you are born, as you are born again, also they ask, heaven bring things to make sure you get to the end. Devil, Satan also bring things to make sure you fall. So it's a battle, a spiritual battle. Flesh and blood is war. So that's that why Paul was talking in Colossians. He said, put off the old man. Then put on the new man. Now go and read the, the old man. Read the character of the old man. If on question, but in named them there. Especially like this thing they say. Um, what there's some one of them said it's idolatry. Um, what do you call it? It says, it says um, um, covetousness. Look, brethren, that is a very serious thing. Covetousness. As a believer, you are covetous about to say it's like what? It's like idolatry. So when you put something in your mind apart from God, then you become idolatry. So idolatry is not going to bow down to one. No, 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 no. You put money before everything, then that becomes your, uh, your idol. You put your wife, or put your education, everything before, before God, you become idol. You got so Paul said, put off the old man, then put on the new man. Then go and check out the new man, the characteristics of the new man. You get it now? When you have guys out the new man, see that you must say forgive other, uh, forgiving other, one another, forgive you. 
and they put it there, then they put about meekness, love, gentleness. Then they have, then they, I think verse 14 or so, he said, above all, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Brethren, love is God. God is not, not that, sorry, not that God is just loving. God is what? God is what? Love. So if, if God, if I look at this, I say, God is motivated by love. My brother, if you are motivated by love in your doing, you will not do wrong. You will do what God wants you to do. Because love is a motivating factor that moves God. So if, God, if love moves you to do things, you will not fall. You will do like God, your father is doing. Praise God. So, 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 so on a nutshell, you, be, you have to be, as a child, you have to be careful. You're born again. It's like a, I know, I know a pop, I think Timothy said, like, a, like a, a football match in the stadium. People, they are witnesses. People are cheering you up. As the host of heaven is cheering you up. Yeah, go. Hey, Uche, come on. Yeah, take that step. Then move. Then an enemy also there say, hey, baptize him. Put him in. So that's work going on in the spirit. Amen. Amen. So that way, so, but when you are tuned to the Holy Spirit, when you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, Holy Spirit will give you the right thing. He will tell you, hey, take this way. The enemy is there. Take this way. Take this Hallelujah. way. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, that was so powerful, sir. Okay, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are looking at ways in which uh, we'll be consistent in this journey. I want, to, I want us to know that uh, it, there is no uh, change in syllabus right from the Old Testament. The same curriculum is laid. But if there is no encounter, you cannot have a smooth running in this race. There is no one that had encounter that remained the same. Whether you encounter God or God encounter you. So without encounter, it will just be a mouth talk. After the encounter of Paul, his life never remained the same. The encounter of Zacchaeus is what changes his situation, his life. You know, he could, not, he could not hold on. He went to climb. You know, that's what I'm bringing out in that encounter is what will make us to be thirsty or hungry for right, righteousness. It is not looking for what is not in the curriculum. You know, many, many have deviated, like has been said, because they don't have encounter. And that's why they can easily tune the gospel to, to sweet them. Gospel has same tune, same rhythm. If you preach it, it's the same Christ. And that's what Paul said in Colossians 1, verse 28, when we read it. And it says... Uh, Colossians 1, uh, 20, you know, which is the secret? Are they projecting it? If not, I have good news with me. He said, 
God's plan is not to make known his secret to his people, from verse 27. God's plan is to make known his secret to his people. This rich and glorious secret which he has for all people. And the secret is Christ in you. And the secret is that Christ in you, which means that you will share in the glory of God. So, verse 28, we preach Christ to everyone with all possible wisdom. We warn and teach them in order to bring each one into God's presence as a mature individual. So, when we look at what we do today, do we bring individual to mature in the Lord? We just see if, if at all a church we win souls, we just push them together with other believers there. No building them up, no discipling them. And uh, not sooner or later, as they join, they also begin to copy the behaviors of what they, whom they met. So our discipleship work is not strong. And that's where the church has missed it. We are carried away too much with a side attraction. Side attraction. You know, we easily, you know. And the Philippians 2 say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. What was the mind of Christ? He has reputation. He didn't count that reputation. You know, if you are talking of how can we come together with one faith, one knowledge, or one purpose in this place, it's very hard because we are all to know. We are professors. So, and no one can talk sense to your brain to old. We are, we are having reputation. And uh, that is the first thing that we must first of all let the mind of Christ being in us. When the mind of Christ is in us, then we'll be able to achieve for him. We'll be able to work with him. You know, he said, anyone that wants to know the truth must, in John chapter 8, verse 31, verse yeah. 31 first, but we only read uh, that verse 32. You know, we neglect that uh, uh, verse 31. And he's so strong, he says, so Jesus uh, said to those who believe in him, because they had him, they believe. It is not only to hear Jesus or to preach Jesus' message. And when they believe, what next? The consistent in the word. So those who want to follow the same pattern, working in unity of, of the faith, they have the same message, the same understanding. And that's what God is looking that we come into in Ephesians chapter 4 where he says, till we all come. What are we coming to do? To, to have same understanding of Christ. And that is where we can, if we forget our reputation, forget our position, forget the number of congregations you, uh, you pastor, forget about length of year you have been in ministry, that is not the understanding of Christ. When you understand Christ, it makes us to be simple, Minded, we'll be able to have simple believing. Then, when we want to even preach Christ, we are not going to make it bogus to others, you know. And begin to look at how we can attract the youth. You know, you see some of our prominent uh, preacher in Lagos. Uh, 
You just want to catch the when you see what those youth are doing there, you cry. You cry. They are merchandising the gospel rather than uh, preaching gospel. Because where their life is not being men, and you see, look at crime rate and see those you meet in, in such a crime. They are Christian. But if we are now gathered as a minister here, if you cannot have the same pursuit, the same pattern of life to, of Christ, it will be it's a disastrous something. If you want to be shifting and be yeah, copying message here, yeah, look at what they are doing there, we should have, the Bible is okay. Life of Jesus, we have not exhausted it enough. We have not exhausted it enough. So let us be consistent and digging deep to know more of Christ. The more of Christ we know, the more of his life we will practice. Amen. Thank you so much, sir. Please, um, so um, when you are being given mic, please, um, let's try to be brief because other people also want to speak. Amen. It's your turn, sir. I'm, I'm sorry, the same age that I keep when you come with it, I'm going to carry. Praise the Lord. Praise King Jesus. Is in all these things. Bible, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. One thing is to say that people don't live by example in Monogab. Men of God are supposed to be an example for the sheep to follow. Um, there's one illustration. Doc was going with her children. The dog was going with her children, and the dog was at the back. The children were moving at forward, and the hen was in the front, and the children was following the hen. And the question is, among these two people, who is a good leader? The dog. Who is the good leader? And we look at it as we were meditating. Maybe the dog have teach the children the part of the way they are going. So now, for them to know very well whether they really understand the way really which have taught them. And the hen was also on the floor, maybe going where they have never known before. Because he that knows the road, follow the person that knows the road. So either of them, either of the two, uh, no, either of the two, it depends on the way you, if that the hand was going and the children were sinking and you didn't look back, that means you become a bad leader. And if the, the dog was leading the people, when you now see fire, you now run back and let them perish. You know, you don't know, you don't know what will happen to the fault. <laughs> we never know what. So what about the number eight? We are ministers, we talk too much, we don't practice. We can go to our dictionary, bring good grammars, bring everything. Yeah, yeah, the church, when you go, everybody must hold a, a encyclopedia. So as the pastor will be hammering the Hebrew and the Greek, the people are confused when we are not in the Greek. So one thing is that it's an example. Right from the, your Jerusalem, which is your house, what is your wife talking about you? 
What are your children talking about you? When you are preaching, what are the wife, your wife and children are talking about you? Again, in the environment in which you are, you are living, some people, you know, that is why as I say here, evangelism is very important. In fact, when you are preaching the gospel, doing evangelism, in fact, you become more conscious of where, how you behave within your society and within your environment. That's it. The day I was going, I, I, I prayed, money not too much in my pocket. I said, God bless me today. And as I entered the bus, conductor was collecting money. He did not collect from me. I give Inoki, he don't take. I give uh, no take. After he take finish, he not take the money, go hand to the driver, and then go. And I said, God, thank you for putting this money. See? I said, is it make I go and give the driver this money? Or may I keep him? See? The other voice say, you don't know the prayer you pray. This is how God the bless. The Lord say, go and give driver this money. I said, this one will stay and they go give driver. So it's very, it may be hell that this is Holy Ghost. The one we say, I don't know the type of prayer I pray. It's Satan. So as I drag and drag them, they, they begin to call people. Passenger. I now go to the driver and they say, driver, your conductor forgot to do what? To collect money from my hand. Please, this is money. He said, I know you go bring money. You know, be pastor. Nobody they preach for. Did you see? I said, now one am today, I could have died. How can I again go to this village to go and preach the gospel? So doing, the Paul said, show me your faith. And let me know, um, our brother James, show me your faith. Let me show you my work. Faith without work is what? If you like a this house, show us how to build it back. Many of us are just talking and talking. We say love. Love is a part. The Bible says, do good to all men. Most importantly, as we gathered here. Are you hearing me? Many of times we say, eh, no, it's not until I come to your church. Until I come to your house, until I call you. No, no, no. Where you go show the love? No, where you go show you don't call me. You don't do anything. And you say you love me. You love me by spirit. If I'm doing service, say your spirit is there, I cast your spirit away from the church. You are not in the church, your spirit is there. You are demon. I'll cast you away. God bless you. Doing Amen. is important. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, Pastor Kennedy. Praise so God. Please. Okay. I have something that um, I would like us to... Okay, continue, continue. Yeah. Um, I want to pick, bring out some of the things that uh, cut across each one of the people that contributed. You know, uh, Pastuche started by saying something very key. Many of us do not even know ourselves. Pastor Philok said something that we must be grounded. Then uh, Bishop said something again, encounter. And lastly, doing. So the whole thing has to do with living the life. Living the life of Christ, exemplifying that life. Not for anything, not for any other thing, for yourself. You know, we are talking of um, coming 
unity of faith. Most times when we look at, uh, we use that word, what resonates in the mind of us is just coming together, you know? No. Unity of faith has to do with each one of us understanding our part. What is expected of us as believers and working on ourselves to become or rather becoming that you know without somebody cajoling us it's just taking personal responsibility to work out now the, 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 the question remains how do we internalize all these things to be in becoming the Christ, living out that Christ. You see, because we've all been talking about all these things without each and every one of us individually getting to know ourselves. Because the first thing I believe, the first thing, the first thing in the process of living out the life of is first of all to realize that what you are doing is evil. Self-realization. That the way you've been doing things, you don't need anybody to just push you to you yourself on yourself. You accept it. This way that I am going is not good. And how will you be able to do that if you don't give yourself to self-reflection, reflecting on how you live your life? Every day by day, you take account of the processes, how you encountered people, the thoughts, the things you did, the words, you know? Once you're able to cultivate that, that is the process of knowing Ourself, discovering ourselves, our areas of feelings. And that is also an encounter. <laughs> because once you, you're able to come to that point of knowledge of truth, that this way you've been going will definitely lead you to destruction. And you, for your own self, not for anybody. You understand? You come to that point and you now, you, with that penitent heart, you understand me? Before God, God help me. You don't need anybody to be pushing you. Once you discover that, that's the starting point of becoming. Praise God. And so, in everything that we are doing, it boils down to the way we do our spiritual work. And that is giving ourselves. What are we doing in our quiet time? Is it just uh, blabbing, uh, uh, looking inside our life is the most important thing. Praise God. Before and now, we put it before God. Because God cannot do anything in uh, just uh, without you pointing, yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, before Pastor Kevin um, is speaking on, one of the things that, um, okay, 
one of the things that Pastor Clever, then after Pastor Clever, you saw, you know, one of the um, things, um, you know, Papa Philok uh, began to talk about, you know, Paul was talking about the life that he lives. You know, he lived by the revelation of the Son of God and he lived by the faith of the Son of God. You know, this is where I see growth. Like what um, a Bishop read in that Matthew chapter, John chapter 8. One of the problems that based on things I've seen that over time interacting with people, including myself, is, um, is a problem of discipleship. Because uh, who is a disciple? A disciple is the one that look at his master and is following his master. That is following his master to be like his master. Do you understand? It was in that context. Because if, if you are not if you are not seeing your master, there's no way you want to desire to be like your master. So there's a place of seeing your master and your ultimate desire is to want to be like your master. It is that person that will know the truth. Because without you desire, because God knows our heart. Because this is a journey of our lifetime. It's not a, because you can't really talking about the truth without talking about, um, without talking about the lifestyle. The life is the life you live every day. So it's, it, it will not be, you can't achieve that. When I come to church, I will preach other messages. Then I will go and be doing other things. At the same time, I say I want to live the life of God. It can't work. It's not, so number one is that the truth to be revealed. Now, when the truth is shown, eh, when the truth is revealed, then you are your inspiration every day. That's where Pastor, what uh, Pastor Kennedy, you know, what the thing he talks about. Because the way I validate myself is not what you say about me. It's about me that have not conformed my character, my behavior, my day-to-day -day life, my relationship with my wife. When I see that, those are things that matters to me. Because I'm seeing the area of my life, I'm not behaving like Christ. So those are the, those are the, so it's not anything I display in the name of God. So your, your approval to me, I don't accept that. I can appreciate that, but deep down in myself, I know myself. Because the truth I've revealed that this is the life I ought to conform to. But I'm not seeing myself in everyday life. Do you know? So that's where my labor comes in. Because if you check um, Psalm, uh, Psalm um, I would just quote it, Psalm, um, Psalm 25, I quoted later on. David began to talk about, show me your ways, O God. Then teach me your path. Because thou art my what? Salvation. Do you understand? So now, now the Holy Ghost is showing us, showing us the way, revealing the truth to us. But the growth is passing now. The growth is not collectively. It's personal. And the Holy Ghost that reveals the truth to you have to teach you on daily basis. That's why I say to cause us to deny. So there is something because the growth means that there is something you are dying to. There is something you are overcoming. The loss is there. Pride is there. Love for other things is there. Do you understand? Those things are there. We carried it. It's there on the inside. 
Do you understand? So, for instance, when something happened to Pastor Kennedy, and the thing have not happened to me, what is my heart posture? Do I find jealousy? Do I find... That is where the work is. So if I find those things, those is not of Christ. I have to die to it. I have to go and walk, develop. That's where, that's where development comes in. And that is why I have come to understand that I'm not, let not our concern be other people. Let not our concern so much be other people. Do you know, because, you know, we, the way we judge the world is not just to be telling the world we are going to judge you. If God is judging us, the world will be judged. Because we are going to reproduce the same life. So we can't be carrying the same thing. I want to bless the world with the same thing. So it's first and foremost us. Because that will help me. You know, that's once we're talking about the place of love. Do you understand? You know, that's where you judge. If you know your state. You know, you know. So if you are saying that this brother has weaknesses, your mouth will not talk too much. Your mouth will not talk too much. Because you know, say, you carry your own baggages also. So there is a way you talk because you know yourself. Even the Holy Spirit will be reminding you, yourself, you carry them. So what, all, all we are going to be saying is that God is helping every one of us and God is going to help us. So the journey is inward first. But the journey has to be revealed. The problem is that the journey has not been revealed to so many people. The journey has to be revealed to us. We have to know the journey. We have to see it. That is the essence of revelation, the teaching of the world. To see the journey, we have to see the journey. The journey is to become a perfect man. Then the Holy Ghost. I, I, you know, there's one thing I, I, I say somewhere. I said, there is no any spirit that will trust you if you are not obeying that spirit. No spirit will trust you. No, even those people that used to do all those, uh, uh, that used to obey. You know, the, for, for anyone to stand out, there are sacrifices they have to carry out. There's a demand of that spirit for them to carry the authority of that spirit. So there is no way we can carry the authority of Christ without the obedient, the life of obedience. Because the only way they can trust us is how they led us, how they are leading us. And now we are, the, leading is, the leading is not something you do uh, part-time. It's every day, every day. You have posture. Even as we are here, you have posture. Do you understand? What happened to us on daily basis? Sometimes, you know, you know, you know, you know sir, there are times you would say certain things. By the time in your quiet moment, the Holy Ghost will bring it to you. That talk, the way you talk, is not... That's why it may look good, but there's iniquity inside of it. That's why I say, the righteous man judged all things. Because why? The righteous man will first judge himself first. Amen. Okay, Pastor Clever. Thank you. Everyone, um, I've been blessed by what the elders have been saying. And then um, I'll just continue from when Pastucci stopped. Let's just read John 17. <clears throat> we'll read John 17 and then John 5. Then I will make my point just also to buttress what every other person has been saying. Um, if you are not there yet, meet us. I'll read. Jesus spoke these words. John 17 from verse 1. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. 
as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Hallelujah. And so, um, Jesus, when he came to this world as a man, he understood the assignment the Father had for him. He understood the assignment. Uh, where purpose is not known, abuse will be inevitable. So most times, most of us are doing ministry because we do not understand the purpose of ministry. We do not understand uh, why God instituted ministries for salvation. For both the person who is doing it, your salvation, and the salvation of those who will hear you or follow you. And then if they are following you, you must make sure you are following Christ. Um, so we see Jesus, that God did not just call him. He would have, at the age of 12, many of us, I don't know anybody who has the kind of wisdom Jesus had at the age of 12. So he would have done some powerful ministries at that age. Probably from seven, Jesus would have started a very powerful ministry. If Jesus started at the age of seven, in our day now, we will call him a very powerful minister. But probably the Lord, had not, the Lord was not true with him. And that does not mean, because he has a ministry. He was supposed to be an example in everything, in word and in deed. Like, uh, was it Luke who wrote, he said, that which he began both to do and to teach. You know, so he was teaching his person. He was teaching who he was. He says, uh, the assignment is to give them eternal life. And then he said, I am eternal life. Then the Father also is eternal life. So these are the two persons, you know, the Spirit also, the Bible says that there are three that bear witness in heaven. There are three that bear witness of this life, the Spirit, the Son, and the Father. So the Son has done his own by coming as a man, showing us what eternal life, exemplifying it with his life. So the Father also raised the Son. He sent the Son. And then when the Son was true, he gave us the Spirit to teach us the ways of the Son. Praise the name of the Lord. So Jesus did not just come doing all those things. Those days we used to do this thing we call Tumbo Tumbo. You know, when you have issues and all of that, you say, what do I do? What do I do? Some kind of things. You, okay, let me do this. It's all about trial and error. And when we run into roadblock, we will turn back again. Let's which way, which way, which way. For many of us who live in Lagos, you know, once there is traffic and one person turns, every other person will begin to follow him. Even if he's going to his house or he forgot to buy medicine. Then when he gets to the pharmacist, he will pack his car, then you are waiting. Ah, is this the route? That's what happened to many of us. We just followed the, the ministry. Yes, we just followed. But you see, there is no ministry without God. There is no ministry. God says we are his servants. So... Every servant, I don't see anybody here who would like to employ a blind, a blind and a deaf servant. 
you are looking for somebody who will serve you, and you see a blind and a deaf person, and you say, oh, this person will do all my will. He say, yeah, so how much will it be? I will take 5,000. Oh, yeah, come and serve me. You, you are the one who will serve that one. In fact, so many of us, it's God who is serving us. We've not started serving God because we don't have, we don't know, and we don't have what it takes to serve God. You know, so um, when you see this uh, person, you know, who is blind and deaf, what can he do? He will not do anything. Nobody will be proud of a deaf and a blind servant. How will he hear your instruction? So on this note, I want, to, I want us to read from um, John chapter 5. Then we see how Jesus came about his ministry. John chapter 5. Let's see something there. When the Jews were antagonizing him for healing on this Sabbath day. Verse 19. He says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these. Than what? What did he categorize as these? The miracle that they saw that you may marvel. For as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he wills. So, uh, for the father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the son. That all. Okay, let me just stop there. So, um, you see, for as the father raises the dead, that's the work that the father showed the son. This is the work of the Father, and this is the work God has been doing. He has been doing it from the beginning, and he will do it to the end. This work is about raising the dead and giving life to the dead. Because he's not a God of the dead, he's a God of the living. So um, the, what God intends for each and every one of us is to come to the place of life. And if we, if we don't work with Jesus, if we have not been with him, I think it was Bishop talking about encounters. If we have not walked with Jesus, we will not encounter life. We will not know what life is. We will kill. Nobody can entrust his life to a quack doctor. Nobody. How many of you would like to go and stay on the table with a doctor who has a knife? And the guy is about, because he's wearing white garment, and then he comes uh, with knife and the rest. And then somebody comes and whispers into your ears. I say, this guy is a welder. He didn't finish anything. Will you still wait? Will you wait? He will not wait because the guy is a butcher. For as long as he is not a doctor, he's a butcher. He's looking for who to kill you. So he will just run. I say, no, I will not. Oga, sit down. Let me. Ah, Oga, I beg. Where's my this thing? Where are my things? You will run. You will run. So um, what the Lord intends for us is to receive life. By first coming to him. When we come to him, learn life, receive life. Then we can give life. He says, this is, you see here now, that the son learned from the father. So the son was a disciple of the father. So no, he did not just come because he's the son of God. He begins to do everything. So he had even to learn from the father. Another word for disciple is uh, an apprentice. You know, so, and Jesus said somewhere, he said that the apprentice cannot be better than his master. At the best, he will be good as his master. So you cannot do this work without Jesus Christ and expect to get that. And this is the reason that many, many people will come. 
Probably they come and they receive anointing to do one thing, one thing, and they find themselves, you know, performing miracles, doing things and all of that, and they think that, oh, I don't need a master now. I have to go and do my work. Jesus said on that day, many will come in my, I mean, and they will say, Lord, Lord, did we not do those mighty works? We did many things. We healed in your name. We healed. So they were not lying. It was the anointing that they received, that they used. But Jesus will say, get thee behind me. You are workers of iniquity. Why were they workers of iniquity? It was, you didn't hear what I was saying. He said, what I hear the Father say, what I see the Father do, these are the things I say, and these are the things that I do. So I don't know where you are seeing. If you are not seeing what Jesus is doing, and you are not hearing what he's saying, I bet you, you will walk iniquity. Pastor Donaldi said about uh, that the later uh, that the our father um, um, Papi Ezekiel he said that he have traveled all over almost all over the world, but the the he was talking about that the farther distance is a bit from pulpit to the pulpit. You know, I, this scripture we read today, I read it this morning, and that's one of the. Um, we, we used to have a program we call Manifestation of the Sons of God. This is one of the things I saw, you know, that the way the son represents the father, that he have to wear the nature of the father. And there's no way you can represent anyone without being like that person. That is the best way you can represent the person. So, like, you know, like what you are saying about ministry, you know, several times, God have, there are things that God has told me about ministry. He told me, he will show me, so I say, this is the ministry. But in my heart, my heart have not come to agree with that thing. What, I'm, what my heart is seeing about ministry is the definition that men give about ministry. So you see our journey. Because you can't do ministry without being like him. It's a lie. It's not possible. Amen. Okay, Pastor Jimon. Okay, after Pastor Jimon, Reverend Vicky. Okay, after Reverend Vicky, is anyone again I want to speak? Okay, uh, ah, Pastor Oliver. Amen. Thank you so much. I think. Okay, sir. Amen. Okay, that one is not. Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, please first excuse me for not standing up because of my good leg. Uh, You're welcome, sir. One of the things that we we carry a lot of dead within us when we become born again. When you pass one stage, you receive life. One of the things that we carry self-deception is so much in us as a minister and all Christian. The moment you are able to get out of it, that one first step decision, then you are making progress. Just like what almost all preachers have been saying, it's a journey. I, what my good pastor said now is what I read two days ago. When Jesus Christ would look at you, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I do it in your name? I said, I never know you. Because of the motive of what we are doing, 
The motive is so much important. I check myself with my wife. I remember I have one issue with uh, one good sister here. When I was talking to my wife, my wife rebuked me that what you did is wrong. When you come to a Monday, go and apologize to her. I wrestle with that thing. Until my wife called me by phone. Then have you done it? I said, so I have to go to her and apologize. Yesterday was my 35 years of marriage. And uh, we, we had some marriage seminar, which I was, uh, but later we'll do the number seven. We, so I was not talking that marriage seminar that, okay, a wife and the husband must eat together. I look at my wife, she shook her head. <laughs> that is not possible in Lagos. So I do, I have to stop. I don't even know what I, I could say again. He said, how could a wife walk at Lekki? You walk in Shomolu, and you have to be waiting until both of you come together. I said, some things are not practicable. Because it took me like 60 seconds to compose myself. Because I just look at her head. She was doing like this, shaking her head. Because it was not possible. Every dead we have, we should just be dropping it. I was listening to uh, Pastor Bakari yesterday. He said, the truth we know, the Bible called we know. He said, it's actually the truth we do that set us free. A lot of people know truth. But it doesn't set them free because they are not into the doing part of that thing. Because the doing part of it, that is where the blessing are. So we should check what is my motive of doing something. When you share motive, you'll be surprised how far away from God you are. You'll be surprised that what you are just doing is simply mangaragara for you to, you to people to clap for you. So we are a man of God, preach on, do a lot of things that it doesn't bring glory to God. So whatever we do, let us have our motive check. Please. God Hallelujah. Bless us. Amen. Thank you so much, sir. Praise the Lord. God bless each and every one of us and um, everyone that has contributed to giving us God this morning. I just want to encourage us. First of all, let me read this. First um, John 1, 1 to 5. He said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message. I like to stop it at that. This then is the message. Praise God. So the thing is, some of us that are ministers today, what is actually the message you have? If 
of you, we say that God has called us. The day that God called you, what did God tell you exactly to do? What these guys are saying here, he said there is something they have heard because they were called one by one by Jesus himself. There is something they heard. And then as they were hearing it, Jesus was showing them something. When you were called, where were you shown? What were you told? And then if you were shown and you were told, what exactly did you see? Because yes, some people were seeing, but men were like trees. Have you gone to say, God, I'm seeing trees though, from what you are telling or showing me. Please, can I understand why am I seeing these trees? So that it will show you whether they are man or monkey or, you know, statue. The thing is, I always just look at it as it's a matter of taking a decision. It's not that we don't know, we don't have an idea of the truth. You decide that, see, this truth, I just have to submit myself to it. It's a decision. We know we don't want to decide it. You know, the Bible made us to understand that when you want to get wisdom, go to the man of God. When you're confused, go to the man of God. You know, when you don't seem to understand some things around about your life, as a member, when you go to your pastor, you're expected to come out feeling fulfilled, feeling okay, I understand, feeling I now know what to do. But some of us, our members come to us, they even minister to us. Because we don't have what to tell them. We can't even see in the spirit. That's why I always use this, uh, that's what I will say that this is a place God gave to me when he showed me what he wanted me to do in the ministry. That's why we, initially when I met Reverend K, I closed the church. I was running church in Ajegunle. And then my youth were in my church. Before it was like Pastor Israel Jonah took over. I said, God, I can't continue preaching. If I open my mouth and life will not come out from my mouth to, you know, affect a life. I want to stop preaching and I stopped. Even in the minister's rest, some of you knew it. There was a period I said, I'm not going to touch microphone until I am sure that if I have to hold the microphone where somebody, I should be able to make sense that the person will go home and think, what have you seen as a minister that is being called? You're a messenger. Which message they give you? And then go and work on the message that is given to you. What did you see? How did you understand what you have seen? That's why they said, we were with him. You know, we heard things. We saw things. And then these things that we have seen, he said, not only did we see it, we were able to handle it. What is the handling? You have lived the life. You have seen the experience. I was in my house, one young man, he, one young pastor. I was showing my sister, the man, on bike this morning when we are coming. He just walked into my house a few, two or three days ago. The wife has been partially crippled for the past years. And he's a servant of God, though, but he paints cars. He has his place where he paints cars. He just sent me a message and said, a woman of God, I will be with you. My heart caught. Okay, voice. I should stand up. Praise God. So when he now said, I will be with you, I say, ah. he doesn't even know that I have moved house. He doesn't know where I'm staying. He knew when I was at Corporation Estate, he used to visit me there. Then my heart caught because I know he has been battling with his wife's health for years. He sent the wife to go and stay with the mother in Ajegunle. I said, I'm more comfortable with your, your wife going to stay with the mom. Something around, you know, I'm just not comfortable. Please don't take her there. Then she was still working. They used to come to my house. She will back her baby, you know. 
The moment she enters her mother's house, a few weeks, she became crippled. At the end of the day, the mother was the one dealing with her. I now called him again. I said, please, will you leave her jugularly? And by the grace of God, God helps him. He sees a little bit. And then they now left. He took the wife to the mountain to go and stay and pray for almost a year plus. As I'm talking to you, the wife is still there crippled. So when she now say, when he now say he was coming to visit me, I had to call him. I said, God, I just don't want to hear that this woman has died because I knew, you know, she has a call in the ministry. I now called. I said, you say, I said, how is your wife? He said, fine. I said, give her the phone if she's there. When she now said, mommy, I breathe down. And I said, okay, what is it? He said, let me just come and see you. Why did he come to see me? He has been in the school of the spirit all these years. If you remember some of you, are we, sure we are not online, have you? Okay, one of our pastors we know, my brother, your brother. Okay, the wife became so sick sometime. So sick in the spirit while we are praying. I saw her in the coffin as they were going to bury her. But as I was saying, God, it cannot be now. No, God, no, this woman has not fulfilled her. Look at her age. Then in, in my dream, when I now saw her hand out of the coffin. I started screaming. I said, put this coffin down. This woman is not dead. You know, so when, because of the shout I was shouting in the dream, I woke up. I was so full of sweat. And I called out my brother, who is the, that is the husband. I said, come, the, the, like my auntie used to say, say the spirit don't prize and finish. They don't conclude the burial, the deaths. I said, they are ready to take your wife. If you know how you started when you were cutting her, go and find that love and start showering it on her so that she can come back to life because she's going. And I went to the woman. I said, come, how are you? He says, sister, I have to be blunt with you because I know you. You can be blunt. I'm tired. I have to go. I say, no. Who will you leave the little children for? Me? I say, no, you're ministering, call. You won't. So this other man went to God and cried for three days. God now said, your wife, what your wife is going through is the state of the church. We are crippled. The same thing with this young man that came, you know, to me day before yesterday. That the church of Jesus Christ is suffering. We are speaking the things that we cannot walk. Why are we deceiving the people of God? Go back to the person who called you. Let him tell you the assignment he has given to you. He said, this is the message. So if you have not seen, my bishop was talking about the encounter. You better go and wait and say, God, show me. Or else, this ministry stops now. God, let me hear. Let me see. How can you be leading the people of God and you are blind? That's why he said in Isaiah 42. He said, who is blind by my servant? Who is deaf like the one that I sent? He said, look at my people. They are, you know, in prison houses. With nobody saying restore. Please, let's go back and say restore. That God has called you. It's a noble calling. It's an honor. If you start from verse 1, you will see how God was proud of the servant that he called. Then why are we now leading people with, according to Pastor Clef, tumbom, tumbom? It is not the spirit. The one who created ear, he hears. He speaks. You know, so let him speak and God let, let help us to hear so that we take directions from the spirit and then we move by the spirit and then the church will move forward. Let me tell you what is happening in the world today. I don't know. I've been following what is happening in Israel for the past one week plus between Hamas and Israel and the Palestinian. Every night I have to make sure I get to the very core. When I finish everything that has happened, I will cry and then I'll begin to, to pray. Third World War is here with us. Because the superpowers, everybody had now concluded, this is my ally, this is my ally. They have divided into two. The major group is joining Israel. The other one is joining Palestine. So third world war has already started. So Jesus is very close by. Why are we still doing feeding bottle, ministerial assignments with the people of God? How can they get matured? 
and then come to what, where God wants to take us to. Like Pastor Uche has said, how can the world be judged? They will be judged by our lives. How do we live it? Your house girl, your house, your driver, they have nothing good to say about you. And then you think you will come to church and bamboozle us. And then you make us believe. Ah, no, 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 no. Let God help each and every one of us. And we don't have the time. Please get back to God. It's still a morning. We can still make up something. God, open my eyes to see. Like he said, can I have prayed it six months and then the thing opened? Um, at, at, at times, I will look at the people I've seen in America and Europe, the crowd that um, Kenny Hagen was talking to. I said, God, where are all these people that heard these things from this man? All these truth, where are they? Where is the truth they have heard? What happened to it? But Babylon has opened his mouth like grave and it is swallowing and we are pushing towards it. May God just help us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Uh, I just want to make reference to what uh, Pastor Uche said in uh, his opening talk. He talked about uh, we uh, being united as a community. And uh, I was reflecting on it, on how to go about it. Uh, of course, it is of necessity that we believe one thing and then hold on to that as long as it is scriptural. And then we are also aware that there are areas we are not getting it right. I think uh, there has been references to those areas. And uh, wisdom demands that we take special note of those areas that we are not getting it right and uh, passionately uh, take it to God in prayer. And I believe by the time we are taking it to God in prayer, having accepted that these are the areas we are not doing well, uh, we will be addressing those areas. And by the time those things are being addressed, will be on the higher side of righteousness. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I just appreciate this uh, discussion. I believe... Uh, Doors are being opened and portals are being opened. And I'm trusting God that will not just, like somebody said, talk. God will help us to be the doer of his word in the mighty name of Jesus. In the course of the discussion, something came to my mind. Let me just start by digressing a little. There is a proverb that says that your child is not a dry cleaner, but every time he brings clues to the house. Your child is not a dry cleaner. But every time he brings clothes to the house, and you are not asking that child, where did you get the clothes from? Because you know the child is not a dry cleaner. You know, one of the challenges we have is that we are not conscious of the word of God. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, 
Is it verse 13? He said, This is the conclusion of the matter. He said, Fear God and keep his commandment. One of the things that have left us, even in the church, is the fear of God. Because when a man has the fear of God, I'm telling you, I was sharing with some young people. I said, Those days, before I became a born again Christian, when I was fornicating, fear would not allow me to enter church. The woman that I got married to, they will see me playing ball on Sunday. Say, this is mine, not the good church. Because I knew who I am. I cannot look up. I see people today in fornication, clapping hands, raising over hands. Eh? Give the Lord a wiper. Everybody wave. You know, speaking in tongues, all of those things. Ministers of the world will be comfortable. Hold the mic. When he finished, he goes to the bed of fornication. You know, I like what Pastor Boko said. If you are a field minister, I'm telling you, you will be guided. Because like he said, I love what he said. You can't be preaching to people and be living another life. Because you are operating within a community. So everybody know you. Like the testimony he shared. God save you, sir. The next time you carry mic, those people for trust too. So it's as simple as that. The word of God is very simple. If only we live by the consciousness of the word of God. One of the things I'm trying to do now is for me to live by the consciousness of the word of God. Yesterday, somebody called my wife. We were having a sister, you understand, who had issue with the husband. I tried to intervene. She has made up her mind. And there was a... She left. And a few weeks ago, she called me that she was remarrying another person. I told her, no, I can't come. I can't come. I said, no matter what. So why she... They were talking, my wife and the person was talking. Okay, one of our brothers, they were discussing on the phone that attended. And she said something. She said, life is too short. I said, shut up. I said, shut up. I say, listen to me. Either pastors are remarrying. The word of God is very clear. I told her, listen to me. Even if I'm doing something wrong in the community, I will not justify that wrong. I will tell my friend, this thing that we are doing is wrong. But we need help. Not for you to justify that thing. Life is too short. If life is short, it is better you go to God than going to hell. So we need to be very conscious of the word of God. We have to be conscious of the word. If you are conscious of the word of God, my brother, I'm telling you, it, it will be easy for you to do. Because God has told us, it's not by power. The essence of the Holy Spirit coming is to help you and I. For with man, it is not impossible to resist the pull of Satan. Even as ministers, three things. Pastor Dan Larry was talking the other day. He said three things, visibility, money, and fame. Every church, look at the ministry, they want visibility, either online or this thing. What is the purpose? Is the purpose to depopulate the kingdom of darkness or for their to be, you know, known to the world? Money. You see every program, the intention of the program is to raise offering, raise money. The soul of the people doesn't matter again. People are not crying for soul. You see people 
was going to church one very morning. I passed through where I prostitute where I stood for a very long time. The girl asked me, oh, guy, you never seen a shower before. <laughs> because of the pity that I have for her. People who just pass, they don't care, and you know, things like that. That is one part. The other part is this as a minister, who call you? When you were called, what were the program given to you? Because I have an example in Paul. Paul was on the way, his way to Damascus, Abby, and he had an encounter with Jesus. He asked Jesus, Who are you? Jesus told him, Don't worry, I have an assignment for you. And the curriculum was what? Was downloaded. Paul understands. That was why he was able to run with the vision. Like my brother said, a vision that is not well clear. Abuse is inevitable. So the vision is not yet clear to every one of us. Like Pastor Oche is an individual. You need to go to the Lord, not as a group, but as an individual. Ask him, what is my own mission? When Paul faced Felix, what did he say? Abi Agabus. He said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly word. Vision. And the vision was clear. Many of us, we just run like many people have made contribution. We just copy and paste, like computer, copy and paste, copy and paste. What we see, you go to this church, they invite you, the prayer point, they have powers in my father's house, die. The next thing, you organize meeting, begin to do. So let's go back to the Lord. It is very important we go back to him and ask him, what is that thing? Like what uh, our elder sister you know, read. He said, we have been with him. That was an encounter. And the encounters were not lie. If you remember sometime, this two years ago, I said, the Lord told me that many of us, our weakness are false. We lie, we exaggerate what the Lord has not done. You just come and hold mic and begin to exaggerate, exaggerate, exaggerate. Paul said, if Christ did not resurrect. Our what? Our faith is what? It's false. That means that many of us bear false weakness. What God has not done. Just for you to make crowd come to church, you begin to give stories. Things exaggerate. Somebody bought shoe for you. Maybe the person bought shoe 3,000. Uh, say, you see this shoe I'm buying? I'm telling you. I won't tell you the price. <laughs> Before you know it, say, look at it very well. Look at it. Look at the suits. From head to toe. Hmm? That offering you people are giving cannot buy what I'm buying. Is that what God gave you to preach? May God help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, I just want to say something about what Pastor Kennedy said, which is very, very key. If I didn't take anything home from here, I think I should take this. When he was saying this, I think... Um, the Lord dropped a scripture in my heart, which is in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 5. He was talking about um, ourself first. We should think about ourselves deeply. And the scripture says in that 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, it says, Examine yourself, whether ye be in faith. Now, but one thing is to examine yourself. Because a lot of us, so-called ministers and pastors and all these titles, when we preach or we teach in our local assemblies or wherever God has placed us to teach, 
we don't examine ourselves. We don't check ourselves. Am I? Is it the right message? Is it the right word that the Lord give me? Then the second thing he now says, he now prove your own self. One thing is to examine yourself. Another thing is to prove yourself. Then when you now talk about the proving yourself, you now say, know you not your own self, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except he be appropriate. So it's very, very key because we must. Um, the gospel, we must re- our lifestyle, our character, our attitude must reflect the gospel. People see us and say, Ah, if this is how you call yourself a pastor, I would rather go to hell. If this is how you call yourself a sister, a choir, a chorister, let me just be like this. So, there is a dealing with ourselves, and we don't examine ourselves, we just preach, we say all what we want to say. And the next thing is to wake up on one Sunday morning and say the same thing. And the thing is not coming out, packing it up with the Spirit of God. So, like I said, if I didn't take anything home, what Mr. Pastor Kennedy said, I'm backing it up with this scripture. He said, no, let's go back and cross-check. Where have we missed it? The reason why all this secret of the devil is being revealed is for us to do what? Is for us to go and, you know, go back. And we can come back. Our, we can change this Nigeria. We can change our local assembly if we do the right thing in our secret place. God bless us. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. I, I believe strongly that the Lord is, you know, um, that is a call of the Spirit you know, to really, you know, look, in, look into what we are doing again and again and again and again and again and, you know, bringing it before the Lord. You know, I believe that the, the, the work of chain and the work of heart start with sincerity. 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 You know, just coming before the Lord, being sincere before the Lord. Because the Bible says everything is naked before him. Everything is naked before him. If you don't understand, just open your heart and ask him to help you. Like what Pastor Paul said the other time, you know, there may be a case where the Lord have to, you know, I, 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 I know that the, 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 the ultimate good of our work is not really what we are doing for him. It's not really what we are doing. Just like what Pastor Clever said. If we have not seen him, if we have not known him, we are going to do evil. We are going, you know, if you check the content of the New Testament, what the Bible calls wickedness, it's not really starving uh, like what we understand about wickedness. Although those are also part of wickedness. But the real wickedness is actually doing evil against the cause of God. The reason why Jesus died, the reason why he gave his life, the reason why they gave the Holy Ghost, we are doing something different. That is evil before the Lord because there is another spirit that is making us live that way. So if we don't come before the Lord and, you know, sincerely and open our heart and ask the Lord. There are times, I remembered many years ago, I remember many years ago, the Lord, you know, the Lord began to show me, um, um, you know, the ministry, you know. And one of the things he showed me is that, I have to die certain death. That he showed me things I must die to. 
things I must deny mean that this season of my life I will go through certain suffering you know he showed me that and what did I do I go to him for strength so I will not pray against it I will not uh, do anything against it if I must do his will I must go through this process do you understand and I believe that as a minister you know as a minister when you really when you see the purpose of God and you see the agenda of God you want to equally do the same to other people what is the focus the focus is not the people's soul it's not the people growing some people you know like as a, as a pastor you come to the church they, you don't see the crowd in your any point that's where you feel they, they feel are you, you are not feeling for the Lord you are feeling for yourself it is the self because something is that's what is you are not those people are they really changing what is happening to them because the focus is not all this way the focus is the image and the likeness of god do you understand that's what he died for nothing else so i believe that it's called for repentance it's called for repentance i'm really touched i'm going to go back again you know bringing whatever things i'm doing before the lord you know with a very sick because that's what really matters that's what really matters. Remember that we are going to stand before him. Remember that he is the one that we know that what Pastor Kaiba said. That let's not let's not do this work and um, and allow man to be the standard. I mean, man to judge or to say that we have done well. No, it's him. It's him that will approve. It's him that will approve, or is him that we that we sanctify, or is him that we declare us that we are faithful servants. Do you understand? So this we have to remind ourselves these things again and again. What this Babylon does, Babylon makes us to forget the truth. We do, it give us another program and give us a several um, um, form of righteousness and tell us that we are doing well. But anytime you see Jesus, there are things to repent of. That's the truth. Anytime you see him, when you see him, there are and anytime the truth is preached, you will see your nakedness. You will, if you are sincere to yourself. You will see the area the Lord is rebooking you of. I want us to pray. I want us to talk to the Lord. Pastor Moses, just lead us in prayers. I think by two we'll be running. Don't lead us in prayers and come in. Hallelujah. Can we begin to thank God for the privilege? When God wants to help a man, he brings truth his way. Can you say, Father, thank you for not leaving me in darkness, in my self-deceit. In his light, we come into light. We truly see light. And the light shines in darkness. Can you say, Father, I thank you for sending light my way. Because you have not left me the way I came. Because you are interested in my changes. Uh, you are not satisfied where I am. That's why you are speaking. Yes. I want to celebrate you because you are not silenced over me. Uh, Father, thank you because your work is progressive in my life. Thank you for the areas you are showing me so that I can apply wisdom, so that I can do something about it. We want to say thank you that you brought us to your house so that you can mold us again at this the way we are we can become we can get there that's why you are not silenced father we want to say thank you blessed be your name can you ask god lord bring me lord bring me to the end of myself 
as long as I have my way, as long as I have means, as long as I am in control, the changes will not come. Can you say, Father, stand in my way. Bring me to the end of my strength so that I can look up to you. He said, I took you through the wilderness. I caused you to hunger so that you can desire for another food. I brought you to the strength, to the end of your strength, so that what you were used to in Egypt, you can let go so that I can feed you with heavenly food, with manna. Your tastes have not changed. There is an idol in your heart that I pass you through the wilderness to bring an end to this flesh so that you can desire something from above. Can you ask God, Lord, Ah, I have desires. There are idols in my life. It is only your strength that can conquer what is driving me. Ah, cause me to come to an end so that I can hunger, I can taste for righteousness. There is another appetite that has made me not desire more of you. Lord, I ask, oh God, that you will pass me through the wilderness this flesh will be tamed, where the strength of my flesh will be tamed, it will be killed. I cannot kill myself. No man by his strength can kill himself. There have to come another life that will swallow up this life. So we are crying for another life. The life that will end the life of this flesh. The life that will end the life of this flesh. Lord, we ask that you bring us to the end of our strength. Like Paul, we will ask, what do you have me do? Ah, this strength has come to an end. Ah, you struck him down. He could not stand again. His strength failed. His power failed. His wisdom could not bear him. What he collected, the authority he collected from the, uh, from the synagogue to persecute, ah, that law could not, everything failed. He opened his eyes, he could not see. He came to an end. He was blind of his vision so that another vision can open. That is our cry this afternoon that, Lord, you will stroke us down. You will bring us to the end of us. We are strong. We are powerful. We have our way. We have our schemes. We have our formula. We have our desire. It is only you that can, that can bring us down. Our cry today, oh God, is that you will bring us to the end of our strength. Thank you, blessed Father. Be thou exalted. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Lastly, can we ask God for grace to do his will? Lord, give me grace to do your will. Beyond my decision, beyond discipline, that grace, the word of your grace that is able to make me, the grace that make men to surrender, the working of that grace, Father, Paul said, I am who I am, not by my wisdom. I'm a product of grace. 
we ask you for grace. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, thank you. You came to give us a life. Death is a life. And it can take eternal life to conquer this life. That's why you shed the blood. So that you bring us by that covenant into a superior life. And in that life, we have victory over this world. As we partake of your table once again. Father, the dimension of life we need to overcome the present. Lord, let this be available through this communion. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' name we pray. take your uh, communion we can give way for other people hallelujah okay um, pastor Jonathan um, um We'll be having his Thanksgiving on the twenty, the last Sunday of this month. Abi, it's the last Sunday of this month. That's on twenty-nine, and Pastor Isiba will be ministering. Hallelujah! And I equally told me, whisper to me by telling me the truth from me in one part, by saying that there's also another motive behind it. Also, that if you are coming, please come prepare. Please. <laughs> <laughs> please, when you are coming, come refer, please. Uh, I think the the building of the church where they where they worship, hallelujah. They needed uh, one or two things to be in place. Amen. So please let's um, let's bear this in mind. The meeting is starting at 12 noon. So by that time we'll have finished our service. So I want to see every one of us. Please, every one of us must be there. Pastor.